This week on Carcon Carne, the Mighty, Stabbing Westward, Chris and Walt joining me in the Mazda 3. Stabbing Westward, back in the day, put out four albums, two of which went gold, and they have a handful of hits to show for their heyday. And if you're thinking you could use something better to listen to podcasts on, get a phone, get a plan from Boost Mobile. Switch to Boost, where your taxes and fees are included on all plans. Plus, get two lines with three gigs of 4G LTE per line for just 50 bucks. It's all on the fast and reliable Sprint Nationwide Network. Boost makes it easy to switch, and yes, switching makes it easy to save. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Alstyle. All right, so here we are. It's car con carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. Uh, it's brought to you by our friends at Boost Mobile. And in that car, we're on Clark Street right now. Look at this. It's Chris Hall. It's Walt from Stabbing Westward. The reunited Stabbing Westward. We're sitting here on Clark Street. Cubs game just ended. People walking by have no idea what's happening. You're headlining Metro tonight. <laughs> the best moment was when we were standing on the roof of the Metro in front of the marquee that said Stabbing Westward sold out. And as we're standing there, we were getting our picture taken for, I don't know what, something. For the and, cold waves. And, and people are walking by and they like see a band standing on them and they're like waving at us. I'm like, that was... That they, was a special moment. Yeah, the standing I, I, on the marquee was cool, but the people walking by going, "Hey, they must be somebody because they're standing they're up standing there." standing on the marquee, yeah, and they're not changing the letters. <laughs> Funny moment. You guys were in Smart Bar as I was getting set up here on Clark Street. As I was manipulating microphones and plugging things in, two guys walked by, pointed to the marquee. They're like, "Yeah, Stabbing Westward. Your '90s in Chicago it was like local age and urge overkill, but Stabbing Westward was the cool band. They were like technology and stuff." We were not considered that at the well, time. Well, hindsight or revisionist history, whatever we, that we, was. We, we got the, the write-ups in, what's the magazine? The Illinois Entertainer? Or, no, no, no uh, they were nice to us, the other one, The Reader. Uh, the Reader. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the, the write-ups in The Reader were scathing. Yeah. I had a fantasy about burying that guy in a coffin <laughs> and, then, and then feeding him through a tube and forcing him to listen to the first Stabbing Westward record See, on no, repeat it's really good. until he literally drowned in his own feces. That was my fantasy about that guy because he like, a wrote such have. a scathing <laughs> review about all we were were a band. We were just trying to make music and he just he just like took it so personally that we had somehow bypassed his that was little the, fucking vehicle where you you have to be trendy through the reader and his personal permission to become a famous local band. He was so mad about it that even when we got big, he still wrote shit reviews about our records. I'm like, dude, fuck you. Well, that's 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 the thing. People were really literally annoyed, drowned in your own feces. Annoyed because we didn't come up through the the club scene. But we for, did. We did. But we, we did didn't do it for a hundred shows long. at the Avalon. We did like shows I was at the say, Metro. The Avalon was your place. We, yeah. we totally busted ass locally. And then I went on tour with Di Warsaw. And and uh, that's Jim Marcus what, is downstairs. He is as we downstairs, speak. and he's the guy that opened the door for us. And it's just is that like, right? Couldn't be any more local. Jim know? was your guy. Jim yeah. was our guy. He took me on tour, and then when we got off tour, he helped hook us up for the whole. Rest and of the I want to talk about some stabbing history, but let's take a step back because we're here tonight for Cold Waves. Which Did I just go off on someone whose name I can't remember? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I, it seems like you have a lot to... I'm glad, I, I'm glad I, Stepping Westward is back because it seems like, like you have a lot to work through, perhaps perhaps on stage tonight. If only I'd been writing songs in a band this whole time to get it out of my system. <laughs> so, Cold Waves, you guys did this last year. It was yes. the reunion. This was a Cold Waves was the impetus for this happening. And uh, t- all right, Kinda. So Cold Waves is an annual festival. It's really... 
a very Chicago thing, very industrial. Very industrial, very wax tracks, very, that, that scene was in, like, wax tracks made that scene something, and then they're bringing it back here. And, and at the root of this, I mean, this was kind of sparked by the death of someone who's very plugged into that community, Jamie Duffy. Yes. And it inspired this concert festival event, which became a thing. And, you know, I know they're raising money for anti-suicide or... De- Awareness, anti- right. Yeah. yeah. Being in a band has got to be hard. Yes. I mean, I look at... I mean, my God. No. Your last Columbia album was called Darkest Days. I yes. Mean, I'm sure things got pretty bleak for you guys. You know, I think when you write music in a band, you have to you have to distill it down and concentrate it to the most intense of your emotions. If you write about your mundane average stuff, then you're, you know, Ed Sheeran. Um, and and <laughs> I've, I've, Which I, I think Ed Sheeran's great at making the mundane awesome. I want to see you on Game of Thrones. I would love to be on Game of Thrones, but fu- I'd rather be in the book. Fuck the, the show. That's they right. f- they fucking went off the rails. It's like the, the the book is so amazing, and then they just started like, oh, but we have to. We have a freaking schedule. To, I mean, they could have explored the first book for this mini seasons. There's so much shit they're leaving out. Don't get me started on Game of Thrones. Chris, I, it's been a while since we talked. You have so much anger. To, I I have two children now. No way to get it out. So. Do you need a hug? No, I'm good, man. Okay, I get those. Just don't sneeze in my mouth. I'm I'm done with that too. Okay, no problem. So, cold waves last year. You yes. got back together. Yes. It's long been my contention that no one stays broken up forever. Case in point, broken up is a weird thing. Um, if it was a relationship, I suggest staying broken up forever because it never works out the second time. Trust me. All those songs about getting back together. Not so listen, much. Ten, no. oh, it's a fucking terrible idea. If it crashed and burned the first time, move on. But um, yeah, we. I mean, we we didn't break up. We uh, it just got you just to needed the time away. No, it just got to the point where the music industry was collapsing around us. We did not like each other anymore. We had management that had basically beat us into the ground, and we were all just fed up with it. Um, there there didn't, didn't seem to be a way forward. Yeah. There was nowhere to go. We'd already done all these records, and there was like we'd already got dropped from a major label onto an indie label, and then dropped from an indie label in one year. And we're like, they're like chasing a smaller indie label. I'm like, there just comes a point where you have to look at reality. Diminishing and, returns. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard a, a TED a TED talk the other day on NPR where it, it was talking about Google has a team called the X project where they try and do the, uh, like the, the moon missions where it's like the, uh, they try and do the unimaginable crazy things and they give them unlimited budgets and they reward the engineers who are willing to look at the dream moonshot idea that they had and go, you know what, this isn't going to work. Let's scrap the project. So instead of getting punished for failure, they get rewarded for mm-hmm. failure because they're allocating money to things that could work. That's where Stabbing Westward was. It was at the point where <laughs> to continue on would have been beating a dead horse. Right. And we had no, it's like nobody mm-hmm. agreed on anything musically what to say. The band had taken a, a weird hard right turn into like this weird pop thing and there was a lot of resentment going on there. Some guys wanted to go back to heavier industrial music. Other guys wanted to go th- th- farther in that direction and everyone was confused were you two ever in lockstep during this process or were you two buddy we actually there there came a point if do you mind if i talk about this go for it there came a point in my mind (laughs) where don't get but i might get offended and i I don't think you'll get offended um he and i legendary if you walked off stage he and i started the band together and there came a point when you were kids when we're kids and there came a point where forces that be kind of convinced him 
that to create a union against the evil lead singer tyrants and that's when a wedge was built between us and and the label and the manager and even people in the band were trying to uh, it was all about this weird power it was all game of thrones it's all power play stuff and all i wanted to do was drink beer and sing songs and maybe have sex or a blowjob every once in a while it was all very simple <laughs> stuff i was very easy to appease i didn't want power i didn't want to write all the albums and dictate the, i just a little blowjob after show and you know some IPA as is your right as a lead singer just I wasn't looking for much but yeah I I felt like at the end you know and then um, things got really bad and there was a talk about if we're going to be this Britpop band we don't need a keyboard player and that's where I put my foot down I'm like whatever weirdness Walter and I have he is 50% of this band and if, if he goes I go and we broke up I think three weeks later wow so last year Cold Waves had you in the back of your head been saying to your, to each other, maybe we should give this another go. Maybe the time is right before Cold Waves came up. Walter came to my father's funeral um, in Macomb, Illinois. He showed up in a suit uh, and walked into the, the, the church where they're having it. I bet it. he looks amazing in a suit. He I've does. Never he seen looks you good in a suit. He looks proper in a suit. I look, <laughs> like, I'm wearing my, I look like I'm wearing <laughs> my dad's suit. Um, and, and I was so touched by that because we hadn't spoken in you know, a decade. We weren't mad at each other. He oh, we were. Be, we were because of, we had some business... Oh, that's right. So you were there's, mad a, at me. there's about there's about five or six years where we didn't talk. Yeah, you and, forgot you were and mad then at me. you reached out and said, "My father passed away. I'm coming to Illinois. Do you want to have a coffee and talk about stuff?" And I took the thirty thousand foot view. I thought, "This is my brother. This is this yeah. is somebody that I grew up with. I, I've known him for thirty years." And we were in the and, trenches. And yeah. <laughs> and I, I can't let stupid, you know, business bullshit that means nothing really get in the way of that and so that's when I'm like screw it I'm coming down going to the funeral and then we ended up hanging out for 18 hours I think that day yeah, eating pizza and the drinking. next day yeah and no blowjobs though and it was it was one of those things where at the, near perfect night as near perfect. as we split I just keep rolling on uh, as he sp- we split he's like you want to do uh, some music I'm like yeah let's see what see what there is and that's really how we ended yeah. up back together and then that led to the last streaming record yeah so we were we were nervous at that point that I was under the impression at that point that Stabbing Westward couldn't really play shows without, you know, uh, some sort of legal permission. We, we, we were, you know, there's, there's a lot of gray area about what's, what's happening. Um, and um, we were kind of super nervous about it because there was some really bad blood when the band broke up. But that was 12 years ago, you know. It's like, how, how bad is the blood still? And when they offered us a Cold Wave show, we'd already been touring in the Dreaming together um, for a year at that point. And, and Walter is an official member of the Dreaming now. Yeah. If, if the Dreaming is still a band. We don't know if it's actually... This is all very confusing. It's all yeah. very confusing. Four of the five guys are the same band. <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> Fans are like, why would I go see the Dreaming if I can see the real is thing? Is this like it's Love like, and Rockets and Tones on Tail? It is. Okay. It is like, it's like Love and Rockets and Tones on Tail. I like and, that analogy, though. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But I would go see Tones on Tail. In a heartbeat. And Bauhaus. It's like yeah. stabbing Westwood Bauhaus and Red Love and Rockets, or are we Tones on Tail? You know? Right. I'm hoping you're Love and Rockets. Yeah. Tones on go, go is a cooler song than anything Love and Rockets. Go is a cooler song, but, you know, Love and Rockets, you, you've got the deck stacked. You've got no new tail to tail. Yeah. That's yeah. so alive. Yeah. Ball of confusion. Yeah. That's what the world is today. Bam, bam, hey, bam, hey. Bam, bam. So you guys got it back together. You, you And really, time, maturity, Tend, and just the, the relationship you had, that tends to overwrite all the other BS that happens. Yes. Well, the other BS was all... Was all it was ex, ex, In the external. heat of the moment. Yeah, it was all, it was all this 
false narrative power struggle. It's exactly what's happening in American politics. The powers that be at whether it's the record company, management, or whatever, are able to better control a band if the band is divided. If you divide the band into this camps... This is like Sun Tzu Art of War kind It of is. Stuff. If you divide the band into camps where they're constantly bickering amongst themselves and you, the, the, the higher-ups can make executive decisions for the band, make them do things they don't want to do, and, and create things like that last album that we did where the style changed completely as we watched aghast going, what is happening to our band? And that's because we had created tribes within the band and we're fighting and it's the same in American politics. As long as red and blue are fighting, they can do whatever the hell they want. And, and that's, that's what happened. And when you take that out of the equation, we don't have a manager. We don't have any of that. We're just playing shows and having fun and seeing our fans that have all grown up with us. Yeah. And they're all our age now. And it's like they all have kids. And it's, it's cool. You know, it's like, it's like back then they couldn't approach us because we were on a tour bus and it was all blah, blah, blah. And now it's just like, hey, let's drink. We, let's we, have fun. We, tell, we sell T-shirts at the end of the night. We go yeah, to, we, the, the to the merch table and night. we sell them ourselves. We don't yeah. have a merch person with us. Yeah, it's like cool. It's like, it's like come we hang out with everybody. the guys that you... That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome for us, too, because we get to actually hang out with people that know who we are and appreciate what we do, which is something you don't get when you have kids at home. <laughs> so, I, so, True enough. So let's go back to last year. You played that show mm-hmm. at Cold Waves. Mm-hmm. It clicked. It came together. It was, what, a, it was the party the night before at Double Door. Yeah, so it wasn't yeah, the kickoff party. Cold Waves. It was a kickoff party, yeah. So you walked off stage that night. High as a kite. And did Not you know, on drugs, just like so happy. Yeah. Did you know, okay, that's it, we're going to do this again? No. No, because we didn't have another show. That was just, that was yeah. a one-off thing. Our, our agent was chomping at the bit. I bet. Oh, just like he was trying so hard not to like just dump the emails for more shows on me but he was like oh you know you gotta and and my guy from my record label Metropolis was like you need to think about this you need to decide if this is the best thing I'm like well I think it'll bring raise awareness for the dreaming and he's like I think that it'll kill the dreaming and <laughs> <laughs> I'm like well it's pretty fun playing in front of 500 people that know the words to everything instead of trying to convince people how awesome your new music that they've never heard is that's like that's like <laughs> fucking selling blenders at Costco. It really, you know, is. it really is. It's hard. It's like, this is a new song. You've never heard it, but trust me, it's awesome. I know you'd rather hear Save Yourself and sing along, but <laughs> trust me, it's going to be an awesome smoothie. This is going to be the best smoothie. This thing goes at 4,000 RPM per second. It's going to be the best smoothie you've ever had. You'll get a free sample in a minute, sir, but you have to listen to my entire Costco spiel first. Okay. Um, so, yeah. See, I, th- I think the going theory <laughs> is if you're a band and you have one hit, at least one hit, you can tour on that hit for the rest of your life. We had four. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like you can spread that out over an hour and like keep the, every time they lose their interest, like oh, I know this one too. Right. We don't put them all at the end. See, and this smart. is where cheap trick goes wrong. Just to go on a tangent real quick. I heard this story. Yeah, I heard this story. I, they they can't write a set list to save their lives. Yeah, you need to play the songs people know. Got to front load some. I, I was yeah, yeah, really yeah. disappointed yeah. with the Foo Fighters set when they played Same at Wrigley thing. Field. It was like that. The first five songs, I'm like, I Not don't know the any Foo of this Fighters. Stuff. You mean Cheap Trick? Yeah, Cheap Trick open okay. for Foo Fighters. Yeah, you made it sound like you're just playing Foo Fighters. I just want to clarify so you don't get in trouble with your buddy, right, right. Dave. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I was just like, this is, I, I, I'm going to go get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't, we don't get self-indulgent as far as uh, set lists go. I know, even when the Dreaming would tour, we would play six or seven Stabbing Westward songs because yeah. I am here to entertain. Right, give the people I'm not, what they I'm want. not here to right. force feed you my new music. I'm here to give the people what they want because the happier they are, the happier I am because there's Absolutely. nothing... Worse than work. <laughs> like, oh my god, I have to animosity. work. Yeah, I just want people to have a good time. So I, I guess the question is, knowing that a band with one, four hits, can probably tour on that music forever, and, and 
have some level of self-sustainment, would stabbing become more of a full-time proposition? No. Will it? No. You, you say that without even blinking an eye. I have two children at home, and it's like, no. <laughs> we've tried, On this little thing that we've done now, we've tried to hit every major area of the U.S. Um, you know, we play the East Coast, the Midwest, Texas, and we're hitting the West Coast in, in November, and we're trying to hit, like, every major area with a very clear message this is not going to be a thing. If you want to see us and we're three hours away, drive. Because we're not coming to your little town. Except for Sacramento. Apparently we're going there instead of San Francisco. I don't know why. Actually, I do. It's because Frontline Assembly stole our availability at the club that we could play in San Francisco. But anyway, love you, Reese. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that, that was the goal. Was to give everyone a taste of the reunion. And then we'll figure out what from there. Of course, our agents got 400 casino dates lined up ready to go with the you know casino dates yeah that's where the money is man casinos and county fairs and we're just like no dude that's well, not well casinos make sense there are no windows there I mean you need, you want a dark room for stabbing yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, and they don't care if you draw anybody because they're just like trying to have a thing on the marquee to get people to gamble right so it's like yeah anyway but uh, yeah no I mean we have to we have to think about what we're doing and why we're doing it when you, when you tour for a year um as a band in the 90s or whatever even a new band today you're doing it to promote a new album you're doing right. it to get you know promote an album to fans and to radio stations you're you know doing a lot of radio shows and stuff like that if you don't have a new album out and you're just playing the same 15 20 songs i mean orgy did that my mm -hmm. our bass players in orgy and their first tour was huge they right. sold out a bunch of places and they've been back to those places nine ten times and and it, each time you go back, it gets thinner because it doesn't it doesn't have that feel of I may never get to see them again. Right, there's nothing special. Right? Yeah, right. And honestly, just for me, it's purely selfish. My kids do not do well when I'm not there. I'm a stay-at-home dad, sense. and they freak out when dad is not there. So I'm going to let you two go back and get ready. You're headlining Metro tonight. It is Cold Waves. It is the return of Stabbing Westward. Let's end on something positive. It's all really dark. I'm talking about your show, your headlining show tonight. This is all exciting. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I had a delicious dog at Wrigleyville. Dogs across the street. But now my stomach hurts really bad. See, so you should go inside. That's not dark. This is all positive. It's going to be dark when I get to the bathroom. Look at this. Stabbing Westward is in my car. They're we are. Together. And it's nice. And they're going to be playing hits tonight. This is a nice Because they car. care about the fans. This is that real, is true. This is real leather. It is real leather. <laughs> Nothing but the best for my guests. I'm vegan. I'm out. Are you kidding? Really? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I just ate a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter what city you go to. No one does the hot dog like Chicago. Nobody no does it. It doesn't even make... Like, the, yeah, the, I tried to explain it to my California wife, and she's like, I don't understand. Is it a salad? I'm like, no, it's not a salad. It's just... A, no, there's it's meat got, in there somewhere. It's got a hot yeah. dog and a pickle and a hot pepper and a tomato and just one. It's uh -huh. like weird. <laughs> they, they decorate it in this weird way. Yeah, it's weird. Cool. All I right. like it. Chris? Walt, thank you for uh, hanging out. I'm so glad you're back together, even though it's a fleeting moment in rock history. It's it, awesome it, to see you. It's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. You know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Headlining Metro tonight. Uh, thank you, Facebook Live, for watching. Chris is a big fan of Facebook. Glad mm. to be on. Uh -huh. My mom loves it. She's 72. Uh, there it is. There it is. I gave you that one. All right. And this will be in podcast form soon. Uh, thank you for watching. Thanks, guys. Bye. You got it. God, I'm so angry. Why am I so angry? You want right. to know why I'm Hang angry, on. I'm, I'm still recording here. Uh, <laughs> hang on. You're not angry. You're just, I am. Do you know why I'm truly is it angry me? today? Is it me? Yesterday, we pulled up to our hotel in, San, in, in St. Louis 
before we went to St. Louis to the gig, it was like 20 minutes outside of town, and there's a white castle at the exit. <laughs> and we saw the white castle in the distance, and I thought, this is so amazing. After the show, because we don't have White Castle in right. California. It'd be like if you saw an In-N-Out burger. Right. So so we see the White Castle, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be so fucking cool. And Carlson's like, White Castle, that'll be so fun. We don't have those there. And and we're thinking, okay, after the show, we'll get one of those big fucking bags of White Castle. They're like this big, so you can eat like yeah. 10. And we hadn't eaten all day. We were all starving. <laughs> and we didn't get to eat dinner at, at the gig. So like, that's what we're going to do. It's going to be amazing. And I thought about it. The whole day, the whole day, I'm just like, oh, we're gonna eat White Castle tonight. We're gonna. I stole a bunch of beer from the venue. I didn't steal; it was our beer. Right. But I put it in the van. I'm like, I'm gonna bring it in the hotel room. We're gonna have like a 12 pack of beer left over. We're gonna eat a bunch of White Castle. We're gonna fart like animals tomorrow. Yeah, you it's are. gonna be awesome. And then Johnny brought his fucking wife on the tour, and she's like, I'm not eating that garbage. That's like mystery meat. There's a Denny's right uh, next door. Why don't we go to Denny's instead? It's much better. I'm like, because it's fucking White Castle, and we. It's like Walter and I used to eat White Castle when we were recording the very first demo in the ghetto. In the ghetto, we would leave the ghetto and go to White Castle and come back with and we'd get the giant cups so that we could like pee in them afterwards because we didn't want to go to the bathroom because it was so ghetto and this like White Castle holds like this sacred fucking thing to stabbing westward and it was a big deal and she fucking bitched to the point that they went to Denny's and I went home fucking mad and didn't even eat I went to bed like starving and I've been hangry ever since I understand (laughs) well White Castle (laughs) so disappointed thank you for doing the podcast (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's everything you wanted. Oh, and, that and more. 